Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Commercials We Dig, where we decided on a whim to take a little bit of a, a digression, we might say, a Herodotian digression into recent examples of classical reception that have been popping up all over social media, specifically revolving around this year's Super Bowl, where there was just quite a bit of classic stuff and popping in. And I think it really started with the announcement or a teaser trailer for a Zeus starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which launched all of Classics Twitter a buzz about, is this a movie? Before we figured out it was a commercial. But we sort of decided to indulge and get our sort of reactions while they're still fresh, while they're kind of uh, hot off the press, uh, both about the Zeus one, a couple of other Super Bowl ads we're talking about, and uh, also throwback. So today we're going to talk about four commercials in particular. One going all the way back to 2004, which I think is actually thematically very on point, starring Britney Spears, Beyonce, and Pink, and Enrique Iglesias, featuring a sort of Coliseum gladiator fight. Uh, another selling sort of avocados from Mexico, starring Andy Richter. Uh, another with Holly Berry as Cleopatra. And finally, we'll get to the Zeus question. So we'll start throwing our minds back to the distant year of 2004, Pepsi gladiator ad. Uh, the basic synopsis is uh, Beyonce, Pink, and Britney Spears are gladiators or gladiatrices, and they lead the Coliseum in a chant, a sing-along of We Will Rock You by Queen, which causes Emperor Enrique Iglesias to fall from his seat and spill his giant cooler of Pepsi, and then he gets eaten by a lion. So going on that sort of description, Christy, Eli, uh, do you dig the 2004? Did you see it at the time, or were you recently made aware of this like I was? I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> uh, I dig it. I remember watching it and being super psyched uh, with these three powerful singers doing a Queen song, and they sounded amazing. And I only recently remembered it thanks to the whole Free Britney movement and documentary and everything came out. And this is like one of the things that popped back up in social media, and I forgot it had happened, but immensely enjoyed it and would love to see these three in concert again because I think that was amazing. So for those reasons, musically, I absolutely love it. There's some things not to like as much about it, but for now, we'll go on the high note and see what Elijah thinks. <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, I, I remember watching this on YouTube. It was like one of those things in high school that when you have a bunch of your friends around and you're in somebody's basement and you just watch silly YouTube videos all night. And I, I had not seen this live because I never watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so seeing this was really fun, uh, even like a few years later, because I know it was a few years later when I first saw it. Um, and I was like, wait, is that Britney? Wait, is that Beyonce? Wait, is that Pink? And it just sort of kept getting better. And yeah, I, I dig it quite a lot um i think it's kind of a a funky version of a i don't know i would really love to meet the person who like pitched this who was like what if we get these three people it's it's a very like how do i put this like the the logic of the whole thing is very strange of like like oh, how yeah. they like they pitched it and, yeah like you're right like how they storyboard it. it's like okay so like they're in the gladiator they come out and then they start singing and that leads the crowd and that causes the emperor because like just to rewind a little bit 
Super Bowl commercials are one of those things where like these, these weird memory worms because like yeah. they'll lodge in your brain from whenever you saw it, you know, however many years ago. And then it will occasionally will come back and like have like a – you'll be like, did I have – was this a fever dream or something like that? Like did I invent this? Because they're also like sometimes so sort of chaotic. And this feels like one of those where like if you described this to someone to be like, did did you like hallucinate that? Did you make that up? <laughs> yeah. But it's also like my fixation as I was watching it. I had like two thoughts really, which was one, it was so incredibly of its time for reasons I'm about to get into. And two, it's also very appropriate that we're actually talking about it now because in some way – this year's Super Bowl in generally was very much like in the year 2004, like with the whole the all the halftime show and so many of the commercials were really like aimed specifically at millennials, uh, like the millennial nostalgia. Yes. Like the whole halftime show was just like bangers from the mid aughts, basically. Yep. <laughs> it was so good. Is it because nobody else watches the Super Bowl? Like Gen Z doesn't strike me as having any interest in organized sports. I have no idea. Though I teach them, I cannot claim to have any insight into the the mind of, of Generation Z. But the, speaking of like being of its time, Christy mentioned Gladiator because like 2004. So we're still clearly like this commercial is riding the high of Gladiator. But also the other sort of main influence is A Knight's Tale, which I, I just checked. I was going to bring that up because that's what I have always thought of when I hear this song is A Knight's Tale. Don't they do that in A Knight's Tale? Or yeah, they, they do something do. really they similar. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Well, and it's like the sort of the beginning sequence. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have everybody in the audience like stamping and like the mm-hmm. the guy with the trumpet who is not making that noise is like pretending to play it, you know? And I, yeah. I have such wonderful nostalgic feelings for that entire sequence. Oh, yes. And that is like as much as we talk about how the early aughts, like a lot of – classical reception in the early aughts is fixated on like getting to the the nitty gritty historical bloody truth or whatever but simultaneously there was a push of this like almost chimeric disparate mashup of ancient and modern or not necessarily ancient but old and modern stuff you know like i'm thinking of also of something like what's the um this is a little bit later but the marie antoinette with uh yeah yeah or like or even a little earlier than that like romeo plus juliet yes you know these kinds definitely. of like these these like synthesis of old and new stuff or like an old thing with like a very modern I rem- veneer. I remember over a it. movie called like A Kid in King Arthur's Court and things like that yep. too. The other thing that this particular commercial always reminds me of is Moulin Rouge, which also came out in two thousand one. Of like that amazing number bringing like I think Pink was the only one part of that group as well, but Pink, Christina Aguilera. Oh gosh, I am forgetting the other two. Maya, mm-hmm. yep. and Lil Kim. Lil Kim. I think I hope I got that right. Otherwise, we are cutting. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just Google it right now. <laughs> I'm pretty confident because I loved that music video too. You are correct, Christy. Oh, Christina okay. Aguilera, Maya, Lil Kim, and Pink. Okay, I feel better now. Christy's correctness. Christy is correct. I am correct. That's all. But this is that you're right. A bit of Knight's Tale, a bit of Gladiator, and just a touch of Moulin Rouge for the feminist aspect of it to bring it all together. Is this commercial maybe thinking it's feminist? It's definitely early aughts feminist. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let's empower them by putting them out in skimpy clothing, but letting them be gladiators. You're like, metal bikinis. That's that's about where we're at. 
Yeah. And another weird metric of, and I don't think this commercial necessarily fails this litmus test, but I want to talk about it when we get to our next one of like, one of the weird things about super commercials often is very often the ones that are the most memorable, you have no idea what they're selling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this one's less that because there's Pepsi stuff like all yeah. over the place. Like it's it's very clearly a Pepsi ad, but like not to like get really into like critical brand analysis, but like what is the f- function? Like what are they trying to tell us about Pepsi in this advertisement? <laughs> it will liberate you? Yeah, because it's like the emperor is hoarding all the Pepsi. Is that the idea? I, I always associated with the, the whole pep- bread thing, the bread and circus thing. So like, Oh, yeah. Is this I actually, mean, in addition to being a feminist commercial, is this also a Marxist commercial because it's all about <laughs> distributing the Pepsi to the proletariats? I mean, oh I was... I think we're asking still way a, too much a preteen, if not a teenager, in the early aughts. And um, that's asking for a lot. Yeah. Commercials we dig. The only podcast that analyzes uh, is is Pepsi Marxist. Um, <laughs> we're asking the real big questions here. <laughs> yeah. any, any other closing thoughts on the Pepsi ad? If we showed this to say someone who was currently age twenty, would they be like, "What the hell is this?" And is is this a commercial that like preys upon our millennial nostalgia, much like Super Bowl? did this year i i don't know i think the queen song is just i don't care how old you get like that is always going to be an amp up song so the music itself is i feel going to keep it timeless but there will be plenty of people complaining about the actual outfits on the gladiators although to be fair they did make them the three different types right they technically are yeah Yeah. they're like yeah beyonce's got the 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 trident and the net and Mm -hmm. then I forget what pink has because they also they throw their weapons away like that's like the first thing yeah. they do. Uh, she's got a shield, maybe. I'm not. I don't. Yeah. Well, she's like in chainmail, which is sort of a little, you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, that's where that's I where know. you're gonna like. That's where you're gonna <laughs> like, nope. Nope. have an axe to grind. <laughs> I do not. It's, nope, it's not my problem. <laughs> Everything else about this commercial is fine, but the chainmail is where you draw the, the line. Chainmail really throws it, man. <laughs> yeah. I like that it's Enrique Iglesias, though. I like I that he's the emperor. <laughs> it just yeah. makes me smile. Just but, like, what are you doing? Yes, Why is this, this happening? feeds into nostalgia. Although, I mean, Britney, Beyonce are, again, timeless, at least as far as millennials. And I would imagine Gen Z feels much the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, Britney Spears is a gay icon as far as I'm aware as well. So, like, that's <laughs> sure. not going away anytime soon. Yeah. Pink, Pink might be the only one who has dated out a little bit but i don't know she I, has, st- I still she has stand music. for pink oh i do too but we're millennials oh she has music on the radio i mean i don't know right right pink is one of those like surreptitiously successful pop stars where she she holds a lot of records you know like like being like a chart topper pink mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. she's really well represented in the charts in a way that you don't necessarily think for so like there's this weird disconnect between like her sort of cultural popularity but like her her actual popularity if that makes any sense mm-hmm. i mean she put on a full acrobatic performance for like her yeah, concert so, like, she has like basically like a super intense gymnastic circus routine that she does live mm-hmm. while singing i think and so yeah. she's like an athlete <laughs> oh yeah take nothing from that woman but i i feel like she's the one who may have least crossed over into gen z popularity i could mm-hmm. see that yes my my favorite part about including the halftime show this year is i saw this meme where like 
it says all the millennials. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great halftime show. It's the first time they haven't picked old people like the Rolling Stones to perform. And then like <laughs> sit there for a few seconds like, oh. Oh, <laughs> no. My, my favorite was when you see 50 Cent like descend from <laughs> the ceiling. What year is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yes, yes, I had that thought. Mm-hmm. What is happening? <laughs> So, uh, like, I guess now, unless anyone's got any final things to say about uh, about Pepsi, um, should we, we? I think the next one on our docket was the um, was it Caesar's Sports Book, yep. which I learned after the fact because I, I watched this commercial in front of Elijah and, and Christy, and, and my first question was, "What is this an ad for?" It's yeah. apparently it's an ad for a sports betting app, but the how do we even do, like what happens? It's like like so so JB Smooth. It's as Caesar, Caesar yes. yeah, goes to, to Cleopatra, played by Holly Berry, and is trying to take her out on date night, and then she convinces him to go to an awards ceremony. I think there are a few different versions of the ad, and the one that I saw was there all sort of at a long table, and there are a bunch of, like, like Eli and Peyton Manning are there, because they have to be in every commercial, right? And, like, some other former players are there and i literally don't remember what they talked about i just know that it was caesar and cleopatra and peyton manning <laughs> that's like oh a, yeah we we did not watch the same commercial we did not but i so i think that there were a couple because like the screenshot that i have is them in the car and he's mm-hmm. obviously reading a papyrus she's like trying to prep him for like his awards banquet speech or something that's adorable and i love it i love his little golden laurel crown i love the gold i'm loving halle berry's cleopatra it's i don't know they're fabulous they're like a modern day power couple and i kind of dig it and again it does not matter what they're selling like (laughs) i literally had to look it up i was like what the hell is this yeah, I kind of question. I I know that this has been around for just a couple of years. It's a new thing. I would, I don't want to necessarily promote online sports mm. betting, but why Caesars and sports betting? Like that is my question. Vegas, right? Yeah, like a gambling, like Caesars Palace uh, sort of thing. Yeah, in yeah. in in the commercial, they're in Vegas, like driving down the the strip. That I think is the the connection, that at least sense. as I made it. Which is like a whole larger can of worms, I feel like. It's like Caesar's Palace and this whole connection of opulence and luxury with the Roman Empire. And I feel like, yeah, that, that could be. Have you a have you all been to Vegas at all to see any of I've these? never been. Never. <gasps> I know you have. <laughs> I've been twice and it's like a trip. It's so weird. Because I'm walking down the strip and I'm like, but I've seen the real thing, <laughs> the Coliseum and stuff. And I think Caesar's Palace is one where you can go inside. It's like a huge shopping mall as well. And my favorite part are the fountains they have. They're giant with statues and they're animatronics. So they put on performances and stuff. And it's a little creepy. Uh, I much prefer the Venetian, which has recreated uh, the San Marco. Um, the Doge's Palace. Yeah, in, in in the middle, but you're in the desert, but you're inside a building, but they've tried to recreate being outside and like I'll have all of these restaurants with killer Italian food, which should surprise no one. And that is all I have to say about Vegas. It is weird. 
I don't understand how it's a thing, but there you go. I have yes. never been to Vegas. And from what I understand, I don't think I would like it. I, I'm not a gambler. And the whole thing seems like a bit much, especially now as I'm like, you know, getting into my mid 30s. I've been yeah. to a wedding there. So the same <laughs> one Britney Spears got married at. Yay. A wedding would be fun. But yeah, I'm like, no. You'll feel very lost. That's all I can say. So maybe that's where this commercial leaves us to is just, all right, we got Caesar, we got Cleopatra. And And speaking of Caesar, so we'll transition to the the third item on our docket, which is the avocados from Mexico commercial where (laughs) featuring a basically a tailgate at the Colosseum between the Romans and the barbarians. And they are united over their love of avocados. With a final cameo by Andy Richter as Caesar. I kind of loved this. I loved the giant Roman numerals that they all had like on jerseys, but it was like old school, like toga jersey, the Roman numeral. Like it was super fun. And the barbarians were being crazy, which seems very much like othering, you know, the other team, right? Is like, oh no, they do the crazy shit. We, we don't riot when our team loses slash wins, whatever, um, which is, totally false all the time and forever and i i like was just delighted by andy richter like holding his bowl of avocados it's like what it's salad if he's known for nothing else he wants to be known for salad all his life <laughs> like okay caesar salad yep okay we get it yep <laughs> but no this was delightful that's all I got. I enjoyed the uh, in the first act of this commercial, if you could call it that, of them like when they're sort of ribbing each other, and the barbarians are like, "Oh yeah, we've got like a wolf, we've got wolves, we got a viper, and we have a panda." And then he says something where it's like super cute, but really hungry. Um, <laughs> uh, and th- th- there's a bit about like their their favorite, the like their favorite athlete is, is was eaten by a lion and things like that. Great, it's just great. <laughs> yeah, this one probably was one of my favorites that I saw actually, and um, where the uniforms. Also- also reminiscent of like later chariot games was something I was thinking like your color teams because I know that's much later but well they they the Romans are more or less in red and the barbarians are in like greens and blues yeah. which like is I think I'm gonna guess I'm gonna go out on a limb and say probably a happy accident of the commercial <laughs> that it corresponds to actual Roman chariot colors I was just curious because like it's like I was picking up on that but it's like but that's not necessarily associated with the Colosseum so yeah no I think you're giving the commercial a little too much credit so much as they're just going for like contemporary sports colors i was gonna say i loved watching the barbarian get slammed into a table yep. just to like yep. fully summarize what we are viewing as a barbarian yep tailgating slamming in a table ready for a good time did you notice that it got it got like weirdly horny kind of towards the middle <laughs> Where they're like, uh, they're as they're sharing avocados, like, you, like the sort of subtext is that they're also like kind of hooking up with each other. Is that the idea, or was that just me? I think that might have just been that might you have college. been you. <laughs> they were totally like feeding each other like tacos and stuff. Okay, like. yes, okay. A slight lady in the tramp situation with a sure. taco. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, I will. All yes, right. but yes, that one, that one's high marks for sure. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. The 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 reason we're all here, which is the what a day and age we live in, where a you get a teaser for a commercial starring sort of Zeus and Hera as as retired in Palm Springs, California, and and Zeus is experiencing a bit of suburban ennui or something to that effect, and until he is reinvigorated by his electric BMW. 
bought for him by Hera, which many people have pointed out Hera would never do that. (laughs) I will say uh, Hera is played by Selma Hayek as well, which I very much enjoyed. Oh, I loved that. That was excellent. I think Uh, the highlight for me, though, was the little Peggy. Peggy. Little Peggy. That was the little Sebastian kind of moment. (laughs) It was so cute i was like wait go back don't stop i don't care about the car go back to the mini pegasus and this was like a full-blown campaign because as as colin said at the very beginning like first was just this poster that dropped that arnold schwarzenegger dropped on twitter being like coming soon him (laughs) fully dressed up decked out as zeus and i would say he would probably make an excellent zeus for any movie well, you have you seen a movie that maybe we should review I have at not, some point? And we need to. Hercules in New York, which was, I want to say, his American debut. It was his first American film. So we, we probably need to see that. Yeah, we bring probably this should. Full circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so that happened. And then there was the teaser commercial that came out where he's dressed fully as Zeus. And this is like being in my history class for with a bunch of students who have not read the Iliad before. And the guy's reading the cup. Uh, macchiato for ze- Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> it's Zeus. You mean like the Greek god of thunder? Yeah. That that was actually really funny, <laughs> and I appreciated that. Yes, I think I liked the the teaser tr- um, commercial a little bit more than the full one. But as Elijah pointed out, the Peggy, oh, that was Soul adorable, show. and I want more yeah. of that. Yeah. We're also leaving in addition to the other sort of the the real um cherry on this cake is is the very end of the commercial is Salma Hayek and Arnold Schwarzenegger singing Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. <laughs> correct, correct. As they drive away. Which just goes to show it's really the song that brings these commercials like to yeah. top tier sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, because that was enjoyable. It was. And I, I found myself thinking like I would enjoy just a full movie with Zeus and Selma Hayek. Sorry. <laughs> Zeus and Selma Hayek? Like, yeah, yeah, just, just not like, Hera, just, just Selma yeah, Hayek. Like that, that's where my brain is. I can't even <laughs> words right now, you guys. It's all good. With Arnold Schwarzenegger and Selma Hayek as Zeus and Hera, like, just kicking it in modern times. Like, I would watch that movie. I feel like there would be shenanigans. There could be some slight drama, but there would mostly be comedy. And I would watch that movie. For sure. Well, and what I thought was interesting, because we had talked about this a lot with Blood of Zeus, was, again, this depiction of Zeus in his twilight years being the Mm -hmm. big thing right now. And, like, especially with Schwarzenegger going from Hercules to, like, now he's Mm -hmm. playing the the retired guy who doesn't want to be retired. He still wants to feel young and vital and... And needed by the community. Yeah. Although everyone's asking him to, like, juice up their... I know. I think he kind of liked it, though. (laughs) And so, to me, that's such an interesting perspective of Zeus that seems really dominant right now of just he's aging out, which was always Zeus's, like, hugest worry in Greek mythology is, like, I'm going to be overthrown by the next generation. Mm -hmm. And um, there seems to be a lot of that actually being depicted with him, which I don't know what to make of it. My my other side note, as I was thinking about all of this and like how we someday we just want a ridiculous myth movie of some kind, and it's like, can we just have the Titanomachy, like a full blown film yes. of the Titanomachy? Why not? Yeah, 
starting with Kronos eating the children, like you could have a horror element to it. Uh, again, I would watch that movie. Yeah, and have an aged Arnold Schwarzenegger telling the story as an aged Zeus in Palm Springs. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like the idea of the a spiritual successor to Hercules in New York, where you've got Zeus in Palm Springs. Yeah. Just like the kind of fish out of water story or something of like him trying to or like maybe he's sort of he's maybe checked out of the mortal world for a little bit. And then he, he dials back in and he's like, what's going what's on? What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Who could possibly direct such such a thing? Like whose hand? Wes Anderson. I was thinking. like, it's just said there. It's like, so you're the god of thunder, yes. And then like Bill Murray would be like his neighbor, and Bill Murray would be like, cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> Again, I would watch this movie. Yes, Sounds that great. would be very entertaining. That'd be more of a comedy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like Owen Wilson would have would be like one of Zeus's, you know, mortal children or something like that, who's like a middle-aged man and he's the like liaison, you know, like trying to like ad- get him adjusted to modern society. I was just thinking of him as Morbius in um Loki and it's like he could play like a yeah. fun like aging Hermes or something could be kind of fun. Ooh, I could oh, yeah, see that. that. Yeah, that, that, that would be, be like yeah, he would be the god who like has like you know like Hermes would be actually probably he would be like a successful businessmen or something like that for sure you know he'd be or be he he'd be like a middle management type of guy but what is like adjusted really well definitely yes who else is in the wes anderson stable that we could we could tap uh who else does he he like to use saoirse ronan timothy chalamet luke wilson luke wilson tilda swinton Ooh. tilda swinton would be actually a lot of fun that would that would be excellent who would she play i feel like there's a lot of possibilities there I want to say Artemis. I, mm-hmm. I was kind of leaning Athena. Or Athena. Actually. Like, definitely one of the um, I don't need no man sort of goddesses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Athena would also be right on the money. She's like sure. a little bit frightening, but you also kind of want to be her best friend. And she'll look awesome in armor. Yes. Yeah. Any other, any other directors we want to see? Arnold Schwarzenegger as Zeus in Palm Springs? I'm very terrible with directors, but who's the one who did... Thor Ragnarok again? Taika, Taika Waititi. Waititi. <laughs> That'd be fun. I would trust Taika Except Waititi. He would be in Wellington, so. not Palm Springs. It's true, yeah. Palm or like somewhere weirder. Like, like, well, maybe he like takes an Uber to the wrong place and he ends up in this. So he's He trying... ends up in like Athens, Georgia or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe last question to wrap this up. Why do you guys think, because these aren't the only ones, but why do you think classical reception in these commercials was so big this year or maybe it's becoming big or maybe we're just paying attention this year because of Schwarzenegger I kind of feel like we're just paying attention this year I feel like there have to have been a bunch that have like slipped under the radar that aren't even like on something like YouTube because I sort of see the whole connection with like Caesar's Palace Caesar salad that it's this lodestone in pop culture it's this thing that sort of is in everybody's mind it's somehow in the zeitgeist and we don't have to use it correctly we don't have to use it appropriately we just have to get the feeling across and like what we have avocados sports gambling pepsi electric cars it's like you're using it to sell anything so I feel like it's it's that connection that you're trying to make with the masses at large. And like these are the lodestones that we can hang on to. 
I have sort of two thoughts that I'm formulating right now. One is kind of just a that there is kind of like classical reception is having a bit of a moment, I think, like in wider popular culture. I mean, in this way that, you know, sometimes like culture and like movies and games and TV and stuff will like occasionally go through phases. Like there was, I feel like a few years ago, like there was a lot of fairy tale stuff or whatever it is, pirates, zombies, you know, like there's kind of phases that, that we move through as a culture and, and, you know, and they come in and out. And I think, you know, obviously like the fifties and sixties, Rome at all was really big and maybe it's having another moment. Maybe you could, if you want to really run with it and force an interpretation in sort of Western or like American and Western European culture, we're sort of coming to the ideas of, are we in our sort of, are we in this empire phase and we're going to have to face our own inevitable sort of termination or twilight or, you know, are we hitting our golden years? That might be reading a bit far into it. Like I might be sort of finding something where there is, I'm looking for meaning where there is none. My other thought is the sort of larger theme of this particular Super Bowl. And I think pop culture in general of like nostalgia is becoming such a big factor of like TVs and and movies and you know how many things are particularly as like people our age are creating content and is very much sort of hearkening back to the things that you know we loved as children. Like I just saw the new Ghostbusters movie, which is like just entrenched in nostalgia for Ghostbusters or, you know, or like Stranger Things, which is like, again, just like a show, you know, that is so steeped in nostalgia of media of of another sort of decade. And in some way that we're, you know, we talked about how this this Super Bowl was so nostalgic, just in like the way the halftime show happened. And, and you know, this is never, this it, nostalgia has always sort of been a thing, but it seems particularly pronounced now. And then like, to that extent, maybe there is a sort of thematic connection in the way that like, you know, Rome and Greece and these places also kind of have a bit of, not, not that we actually, we're not actually nostalgic for Rome because none of us experienced it, right. but it is <laughs> like, you could imagine a type of like society wide nostalgia for a bygone era that we don't really belong to. But anyways, that's again, I think I may be being a bit generous with my interpretation, but I could see something there. Yeah, no, I'm on board with both those interpretations. And just, I think especially the Roman stuff is so strong with the imagery of the Colosseum because this is our big, our biggest sports event where you're bringing in people from all over the mm-hmm. country for this one amazing event. And I imagine that that's very much of, I don't know so much about the Colosseum, but the Olympics, like that was what it, you know, that opportunity was, was this great spectate, like spectating event with people from all over Greece and there was truce so that like fighting doesn't break out and we can come together and enjoy people beating each other nearly to death in the Pankration or something like that. (laughs) And we're happy. Well, yeah. And so much of like organized sports comes out of like a need to sort of exercise that competitive nature without totally annihilating each other, right? Like we, they talk about the very early Olympics as being sort of a way to get the competition out so you don't kill each other. Um, and I think we still use so many metaphors to talk about like football as some sort of battle. And like, you know, there's dif- both two sides and they are, sort of in this fight against each other and it's violent and aggressive but again nobody dies on the field um, but it's yeah it's like anymore 
but it's still it's like somehow sort of exercising those feelings that we have as humans yeah like i was thinking of just like like the connection between well like, like two things like yeah like one like the connection between the coliseum and like modern american super bowl is like a pretty natural one just in For terms sure. of like the size the emphasis on size and spectacle and all that kind of stuff so like you like setting a pepsi commercial in a coliseum in a super bowl ad is like a very sort of logical decision to like draw those kinds of connections and just on the idea of like sports and competition that eli was getting at of like like a lot of early sports and competition is a sort of channeling for for like martial pursuits where like in ancient greece a lot of these events were really revolved around combat like one of the events was a race in full armor like being an athlete was very much closely it's tied with like your ability to be a warrior or even like i was thinking like i grew up in upstate new york where lacrosse was really big and the earliest versions of lacrosse particularly like i guess like iroquois and other native american Mm -hmm. tribes was that they were like almost like war games or something for for people to sort of get out. It was a couple steps shy of just like full on battle. And you can still get the prestige that yeah, that yeah, yeah. bring you to. Yes, so exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any final thoughts unless unless we just want to say which one ended up being our favorite overall. Yeah, which one uh of of the four that we talked about, do you have a favorite? I kind of think Zeus actually, now that I I think more about it. We'll put um, it over the top for you. Mini Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> like, he's, he's the best miniature horse. He does it better than anyone else. Has ever. I feel like Ben right now in Parks and Rec. I'm like, I don't get it. What's so special about him? <laughs> what is it that I'm not seeing? I forgot it's about little. that. <laughs> I I also just, I, I enjoyed Selma Hayek and Arnold Schwarzenegger just palling around together. Mm. I, I thought that was really fun. I'm going to... Again, love the music of the 2004 one for Pepsi commercial. But I actually really like the avocado one. Like after I saw that, because in terms of meeting the theme of Super Bowl and just kind of it ended up being a really good reflection of what you could almost imagine a bunch of people hanging out at the Coliseum, what that might have actually been like compared to our modern day culture. And I like that mashup. I think it's fun and it shows how our big football game really does harken back to this long history of competition and spectator sports that we are all obsessed with to certain degrees. All right. And Colin, you, what do you think? Uh, I might be in a line with Christy and, and just because when I'm on this podcast, I don't know if I can like truly shut off my like critical professor brain. And I kind of like it because it, I think was like the most effective like the my one sort of the the thing that I get most hung up about with the the Britney Spears Gladiator one is I don't know what the messaging and like the takeaway is of this <laughs> other than drink Pepsi like the role of Pepsi in that is confusing to me and like if I'm confused about the themes and like I can't get on board um, but that's like that's I think my fault as a viewer. <laughs> And similarly for the Caesar's Palace, where I'm just like, I don't really know what's, there's like too many things happening. Nothing cuts through the noise. And so, but the the avocado one is, is like, it's a clear and direct, like the joke is very simple and like the joke works at a joke level. And like, I get that they're selling avocados. And so it's like the most effective of the commercials for me at least. Uh, and again, maybe I'm also a little bit spoiled to the Zeus one because the, the, the hype that this that surrounded the Zeus one I know. maybe raised my expectations unreasonably <laughs> high for a BMW commercial. I think my other favorite thing to consider with the avocado one is like, it's not just avocado, it's avocados from Mexico. So it ends on a little mm-hmm. like 
music of Mexico, which juxtaposed against all of this Roman and barbarian iconography, just adds an element of ridiculous to it that I ultimately really enjoy. So, like, yeah, it is mm-hmm. the Peggy yes. of this yes. commercial. Correct, it's just that touch of correct is from Mexico. It's like, how does that fit in all it's of a like, sudden? Wait, what <laughs> the thesis that like nothing could get a party turn faster than just having avocados. <laughs> like it just it really goes from yeah zero to a hundred really quick mm-hmm. just Real by the presence quick. of like you would think somebody <laughs> brought like a pound of coke or something <laughs> <laughs> all right we should probably call it there so i don't make my job harder for me in the editing yes day. yes 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 okay thank you all for listening this has been a very special bonus episode of commercials we dig uh if you enjoy and you want to get more of this juicy juicy reception you can follow us at dig movies on twitter or moviesweedig.com please of course like review and subscribe and the posting order might be a little uh, out of whack, but in the future, you should be expecting episodes from us on Hades Town if it hasn't already dropped yet, as well as The Mummy, the 1999 Mummy with uh, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. And we'll be back very soon with more good movies and digging. Okay, I'm gonna I'm spinning out, so I gotta. I've had a long day. I'm gonna end Just it there. Just say bye and call it. Bye. No, bye. bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha